Welcome to City Harvest Sermon Podcast. Coming up is a word from Pastor Kong Hee. I'm so excited because I'm starting a new series today. Yeah, amen. In the last two years, throughout the pandemic season, we have been talking about Christ's likeness. Being like Jesus in His love, in His holiness, in His power. Living a life of joy unspeakable and full of glory. Living a happy, healthy life. And this is the heart of the gospel, that you and I can be like Christ. By a show of hands, how many of you want to be like Jesus? Amen. I can't see your hand, those of you in the overflow room. (laughs) I know that whenever we talk about being like Jesus and how He wants us to have no anger, no resentment, no gossip, perfect purity, perfect honesty, perfect love, many would say, Pastor Kong, this is impossible. The bar is set too high. Just the first one alone, zero anger. How is this even possible in our daily life? And so when we read the Bible about what Jesus says, and we begin to long for a godly life like His, and we don't experience it, then we can become very frustrated and very discouraged. Ah, it's just too hard. It is impossible. So after two years, after telling you again and again, Christ-likeness, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, zero anger, zero resentment, zero gossip. Today, I want to start a series to teach you how to practically do it. How to practically grow in Christ-likeness. Now, you don't become like Jesus just by being passive, just by thinking about it and hoping for the best to happen. Knowledge is important, but it's not enough. There has to be an active response from your end. So Jesus says it very clearly many times. Follow me. You must follow me. This means you have to pattern yourself after him. You must learn to imitate him in his way of life, living the way he lived, doing the things he did. Now, we Singaporeans, we love knowledge. We pride ourselves as a knowledge economy. Now, knowing stuff is important. But knowing alone doesn't bring about Christ-likeness. You can have a lot of knowledge, special revelation even. But if you are passive, if you don't respond, there won't be any transformation. Yeah? For example, we know that God wants us to be loving, gracious with people. But still, we find it very hard to forgive others who hurt us. We know that God wants us to be patient. We know, we know that we should be kind and gentle. We know, we know. But we never behave like that. Not when we drive. Not when we're waiting in the restaurant. Not when we are queuing up in the line. When we are ticked off or triggered or put on the spot, we lose our cool. We raise our voices. We just 
cannot come down. Yes, we have a lot of knowledge, maybe even the revelation, but there is no real transformation, no real change. You just look at Jesus. Whenever he was put on the spot, he always acted in a godly way. Very gracious, very kind, very pure in his words, in his actions, in how he treated people. But when you study his way of life, there were certain things Jesus did that prepared him for every crisis and every trial, that kept him in a constant loving attitude and very close fellowship with God, his heavenly Father, and with the Holy Spirit. So how did Jesus do it? The reason why he was so cool and calm and collected every time he was put on the spot and oozing out the grace and the love of God was because Jesus practiced spiritual disciplines. Spiritual disciplines. In the Gospels, you find him in moments of solitude, of prayer, intense studying and meditation of the Bible. He lived a simple life of sacrifice, serving God in the temple and also in the community. Now, Jesus was totally human, just like you and I. He had flesh and blood, just like you and me. And he was very busy and tired with many things to do, just like all of us here in this place or watching online or in the overflow room. As a human, it was not easy for him to drag himself out of bed to pray. Jesus also loved to eat and drink. Just read the gospel. You always find him having a meal somewhere. It was not easy for him to fast. He went to the local synagogue. It was not easy for him to show up every single week to serve. And yet, he exercised himself unto godliness. And this is what Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. To exercise yourself unto godliness. Everybody say out loud with me. Say, I must exercise myself unto godliness. Now say it all at one go. I must exercise myself unto godliness. I Spiritual disciplines are not salvation by works. It's not you trying to be good enough for God to earn merits, to earn your way into heaven. No. Jesus was already the Son of God. <laughs> There's no need for Him to do all these things. Spiritual disciplines are all about loving God and wanting to be more and more like the one whom you love. And all throughout church history, the more Christians do them, the more fully they receive the grace 
to live a life pleasing to God. And I'm talking of living a full Christ-like life. Exercising unto godliness. Doing spiritual exercises and practices that make you more and more like Jesus. Let me tell you, growing up, I struggled with childhood asthma. So I was never much of a runner. I was more of a swimmer. Now, a few years ago, you know, I was inside and there was no swimming pool. How many of you realize in, inside there's no swimming pool? If, if you don't know what I mean by inside, just ask your friends after, they will explain to you after a service. We only had one hour of yard time three times a week. Three times a week, you have one hour outside your cell. I remember the first time I jogged in the yard. It was my first run in more than 25 years. One round the yard was about 100 meters. I ran 10 rounds for the first time, and I wanted to vomit. <laughs> I wanted to faint. My head was spinning. Just one kilometer, just 10 rounds, I could barely last the distance. I went back to my cell. I couldn't walk for the next few days. My skin got very itchy <laughs> because all the toxin was surfacing up to the front. That was the first time I ran in 25 years. But the more I did it, the fitter I became. Soon, I was running 50 rounds, 100 rounds, 150 rounds, 200 rounds, and even more. And I never felt lighter and happier and more alive than when I was running. I was addicted to it. <laughs> never knew a guy that couldn't run growing up would actually enjoy running. It became a physical discipline, a physical exercise that I love very, very much. Was it a heavy burden to me? No, not at all. I was having too much fun. I enjoy it so much. So much fun and enjoyment for me. I'll be running and praising God. I'll be running and praying and reciting verses in my mind. It was what I look forward to three times every week. The other day, I saw somebody planking. And he said he does it five minutes a day. Just five minutes, but he does it every day. You know, just five minutes every day, he lost all his belly fats. And more importantly, no more backache for him. His core has become very strong. Today, this guy cannot imagine not planking at all. It has become his daily physical discipline. Just five minutes a day. I was so envious because I want to get rid of my belly fats as well. First time he told me it was very hard. But after a while, it brought so much joy to him. He can't wait to wake up every day to plank for five minutes. Spiritual disciplines are very much like that. They are not heavy burdens to weigh you down on your already very busy schedule. They are not burdens to wear you out. At first, you may not be used to it. Just like me, start scratching, you know, so itchy because I've never run for so many years. 
you will struggle a little bit. And all the spiritual toxin on the inside will come to the surface. If you have never fasted before, the first day you fast will be the toughest day of your whole life. All you think of is food. When I was fasting, when I was learning to fast, I even dream of food. I dreamt one time I was dreaming and there was a grape coming very close to my mouth and I wanted to buy it and I woke up. <laughs> but the more you exercise yourself unto godliness, once you get into the rhythm, it brings heavenly joy to you. They will get rid of all your stress and all your frustrations all the endless worries and sleepless nights that you struggle with. They will make you strong spiritually and they will make you very, very happy. <laughs> but most importantly, they will change you and transform you to be more and more like Jesus. One more time, how many of you want to be like Jesus? Put up your hands, right? They will change you. Christ-likeness it's not just a nice ideal that you know of. You will see yourself growing into it once you start to have spiritual disciplines. Now, wherever we read Jesus' words, they are frankly bewildering. Don't be angry. Love your enemies. Forgive them. Bless them. Do good to them. Don't think dirty and bad thoughts with about others. Exercise self-control over your life. How are all these ever possible? We read the words of Jesus Christ and then we look in our own lives and we feel so weak and so powerless. Sometimes we don't want to read anymore because His commandments are just too difficult for us to live out. So we treat them as mere ideals. Good to hear, but impossible to experience. Good for us to read, but come on. How can you have zero anger? They're just too idealistic. And when we can't obey them, we get discouraged. Sometimes we get even angry with God for setting such a high bar, such a high standard that we can never reach. But the Bible says His commandments are not burdensome. 1 John chapter 5, verse 3, just look in the Word. 1 John 5, verse 3. In fact, this is love for God, to keep His commands. And His commands are not burdensome. His commands are not burdensome. Turn to somebody on your left and right and say, God's commands are not burdensome. And what have you been learning in the last one year? Jesus promises an easy yoke, a light burden in which our soul will find rest. Matthew 11, verse 28 to verse 30. What then is the secret to the easy yoke, the light burden? Spiritual disciplines. Okay, many Singaporeans, we love our favorite EPL soccer players. We want to run like them. We want to kick the football like them. We want to score goals like that. And when they are playing soccer, Singaporeans, they all behave like their favorite stars. They wear the same jersey with the same number. And then they walk with the same swagger. If it's Ronaldo, it's number seven. If it's Steven Gerrard, it's number eight. 
If it's Kevin De Bruna, it's number 17. See the shirt, see the number? I'm just like them. You wish. And they come in with the same swag. You know, they, you know, they walk, when you play a soccer game, they come in the same swag. So they walk in. Are you ready? Come, let's play. They walk in and then they go. But will they succeed playing like the stars most of the time? No. No matter how gifted they are in their own ways. Why? Because soccer stars don't become so good and so great simply by wearing a shirt with a number or by walking in a certain way. They practice, practice, and practice. They exercise, exercise, and exercise. They have chosen a certain lifestyle of the body and mind, pouring all their energies into total preparation putting in hours and hours of practices. In his book, Outwire, Malcolm Gladwell says, unless you're willing to put in 10,000 hours of practice, you will never be good at something. 10,000 hours. Say you want to be good at singing, dancing, writing, coding, or anything. You must be willing to put in the 10,000 hours of practice. One more time, show your neighbors on your left and right, show them the 10 fingers and say 10,000 hours. Yeah. What is true in the natural is true in the spiritual. Yes, you are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, no doubt about this. We are saved not because we work hard for it or because we deserve it, but look, any Christian, any Christian will tell you, just because you're saved and converted, it doesn't mean you're automatically loving or you become automatically holy. <laughs> that you are instantly full of power. No. To want to be like Jesus without exercising in godly living is as ridiculous as wanting to be good in soccer without exercising your body and the skill. It just cannot happen. Come on, go ahead and give the Lord a big hand. Oh, you want to clap? Let's just give the Lord a big clap. You just look at Jesus Christ himself. He is the divine son of God. And yet, in his humanity, he exercised himself daily in the Word, in prayer, in humility and submission to His family. He daily drew closer and closer to His heavenly Father and learned to have good EQ to relate to people. That is why He had favor with everyone. Even after receiving His water baptism and spirit baptism, Jesus went into a season of silence and solitude and fasted for one and a half months, even more so after his ministry was launched. You find him often withdrawing himself to be alone with God. Many hours a day, every day, often spending entire nights in solitude and prayer. It was such preparation, regular spiritual disciplines 
that Jesus became so effective in everything he did. When he preached, the people were amazed and said, whoa, no one ever spoke like this man. When he moved in miracles, people say, who is he? Even the winds and the waves, they obey him. Just think about it, on the last night when he was going to be arrested and crucified, there was such a deep abiding inner joy in him. He was not even panicky or anxious at all. He was not at all moody, pulling a long face and getting frustrated. Instead, he was in the upper room, praying for his own disciples that they would be filled with the same joy that was in his heart. Father, I pray that my joy will be fulfilled in them. John 17, verse 13. Can you imagine? He's going to get arrested and killed. And he's praying that they'll, be, they'll have the joy the way he has it now. How did Jesus do it? So full of faith and hope and love. So strong, so spiritual and joyful. Let me assure you, it's not because of a sudden surge of inspiration. <laughs> no. He gave his total life into exercising of himself unto godliness. It's like putting in his own 10,000 hours of practice, so to speak. Such that when he was tested, put on the spot, when he was at a crisis point, being Christ-like came naturally to him. No wonder there's power when he spoke. No wonder healing and deliverance happened wherever he prayed. No wonder he experienced inner peace and joy in his worst moment of pain. This is the secret of the easy yoke and the light burden. And unless you pattern yourself to live as Jesus lived and do as Jesus did, clocking the same 10,000 hours that Jesus clocked, so to speak. It's not going to happen. But if you do, Christ-likeness will come naturally to you. Take for example, I'm telling you my secret right now. I have discovered the secret to zero anger is silence and solitude in the presence of God. By practicing this spiritual discipline, I realize everything comes down for me on the inside. As a leader, a type A personality, I think very quickly. And very often, I think many steps ahead because I'm experienced. I've been doing ministry for 30 over years and I can react very quickly. So in the past, whenever I was provoked, I would just rattle off my mouth, raise my voice, interrupt people when they speak, and often I just lose control, I just lose it. But because of the practice of silence and solitude, now my instinctive response is to be calm. I'm no longer worried if I'm not heard or if I don't get the last word in. I can be still, be quiet, and know that He is God, that He is in full control, even if I don't put in my last word. So now, because of these exercises unto godliness, I'm slower to speak 
and even slower to react. Silence and solitude has become an exercise unto godliness that helped me cultivate patience and gentleness and self-control to have zero anger. The last time I lost my temper, lost my cool, must be 2005, 2006. It's a long time ago. And I learned this from Jesus. In the desert, he was provoked by Satan in every area of his life. And yet, he overcame. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit just led him in 40 days of solitude and fasting. Jesus was now ready. He was now prepared. He had trained himself to have total control in temptation. From tonight, from this service, you must exercise yourself unto godliness. Such that when you are tempted sexually the next time, purity is a natural response. When the greed for money and things is stirred up within you, simplicity is a natural response. Generosity is a general response. Instead of being a taker, I need more, I want more. You have trained yourself to be a giver. When the temptation arises to show off, to boast, to be proud, humility naturally becomes your response. But none of these things I've just said will come naturally to you and I unless we exercise ourselves unto them. Nobody wakes up one morning, suddenly, wow, look at the mirror, I'm totally like Christ. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Just like nobody suddenly becomes very good in English or in Chinese, or suddenly runs the marathon under four hours, or suddenly is, a, is able to play Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 5. It's never going to happen. But pastor, I'm already very busy and tired and worn out. I don't even have extra time or extra bandwidth for anything more. Every time I pray, I fall asleep. Even listening to your sermon, I'm dozing off right now. I already don't have enough time for my family, for my own rest. And you still want me to practice what? Spiritual disciplines to exercise myself unto godliness? Guys, I'm so sorry to tell you. Yes, as your pastor, that's what I want you to do. But listen. Oh, go ahead. You want to clap? Let's go ahead and give the Lord a big clap. <laughs> Turn your neighbors and say, He's talking about you. I'm so sorry to tell you the many of you struggles because you don't understand how your spiritual life works. Most of you think faith is just a mental thing and an emotional thing. If I just think enough, hear enough, feel enough, I will automatically become more spiritual. So we want a spiritual life without any inconvenience. Especially when we're already so busy with study, with work, with family. 
See, most of you don't understand to be spiritual. Your body is part of the equation. Our human life cannot work apart from the human body. Our spiritual life cannot work apart from the human body. Your body is part of the equation. Your body is very important in God's salvation plan for you. You need your body to fully express worship. You need your body to contain the presence and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You need your body to fully experience the joy of heaven. This is why when we are dead and gone, when we have fully decomposed, there will still have to be a day of a bodily resurrection. The Holy Spirit needs to give you a new body, otherwise in eternity, you cannot experience the fullness of God and the joy of the kingdom. You see, most of you don't understand that your spirit is tightly linked to your body. Dallas Willard says that our body is the primary resource for the spiritual life. Your body is the primary resource for your spiritual life. To grow in spirituality, you must involve your entire being. And that means you must be willing to inconvenience it. This is why the Bible says in Romans 12 and verse 1, you, you know this so well. Romans 12 verse 1, look, look in the word. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies, offer your bodies, as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. So don't just have a mental view about faith. Oh, if I just know this, if I just know that, if I know enough Greek and Hebrew, I will be spiritual. No, you won't. The Bible says you can always be learning and yet never able to come to the truth. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 7. Having knowledge alone is never enough. As a Christian, your goal must be to change the way you live practically. To be like Jesus and live as He lived and train yourself to do what He practiced. That is what Jesus meant when He said, you follow me. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. This means if your body is not in sync with what the Holy Spirit is doing, you won't get the victory, you won't get the breakthrough, you'll never experience fulfillment, you'll never experience the joy of heaven. For this reason, Paul says, one last verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and Paul says this, 1 Corinthians 9, verse 27. But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. You know what Paul is saying? I don't want to be preaching here, there, everywhere, and everyone thinks I'm so spiritual, but I'm not. I don't want to be disqualified. I don't want to be preaching Jesus 
but there's no Christ-likeness in me. And because of this, because I value Christ-likeness, I practice the spiritual disciplines. I make my body be in sync with what the Holy Spirit wants. And tonight, I want to really encourage you to take the spiritual disciplines more seriously and place them at the center of your life. Train yourself to be like Jesus. Be intentional to imitate Him, to exercise yourself in godly living. 2,000 years ago in the early church, there was a common saying, the soul and the body make a man, but the spirit and discipline make a Christian. The soul and the body can make a man. God breathed into Adam and he became a living soul. But only the spirit and disciplines make a real Christian. Without spiritual disciplines, you can never be like Jesus. There is no way on earth you'll be like him. And this is where the Holy Spirit wants to help you as we come into the final quarter of this year. I know it's been a long year. You're already very busy, very tired, and you are worn out. I know it's hard for you to wake up a little bit earlier every day or sleep a little later or take time off your hectic schedule to seek God, to quieten down yourself and be still in His presence. I know it's hard. Coming to church is a spiritual discipline. I know it's hard to come to church and to experience fellowship, to experience community, and to serve one another. And I know that the first few times you do it, it's going to feel like a drudgery. You can't wake up. You want to fall asleep. Your mind will wander everywhere with endless distraction. Seems like the phone never rings only until you want to pray. It seems like there's no crisis until you want to read the book. It seems like you're never late. The bus is always on time until you decide to come to church. Suddenly, the bus doesn't show up. <laughs> but guys, I'm sharing with you the secret to the easy yoke and the light burden. The secret to experiencing rest in your soul. That you can really become like Jesus. That you can really be kind and patient and have zero anger in your life that you can really cultivate the fruit of the Spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, that you can become spiritually very strong and have an abiding joy of heaven while living life here on earth. This is really what it means that, your, that the kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in that heaven comes. This is the real invasion of heaven that in your heart, there's this heavenly joy. I know it's been a long week for you, and many of you are tired already. And you have many challenges at home, in school, in the workplace. Tonight, let us exercise ourselves into godliness. Let us just practice the spiritual discipline, simple, of worship and prayer. All right? Come, let's all stand up right now. Hallelujah. Let's just lift our holy hands. Let's begin to pray in tongues right now. 
Make your body lift up the hands. Make your body pray. Put voice into your vocal cords, right? Just activate the spirit on the inside. And just pray in the spirit right now. Whether you're in this hall, you're in the overflow room, you're, you're watching online, just pray in tongues right now. That's right, just begin to worship Him. Your heart is for me. Your heart is for me. Your ear is listening. I'm safe in your love. Your army of angels watch over me.
Just begin to reach out to the Lord right now. From the front to the back, from the left to the right, just stir up your spirit, stir up the gifts as we in you. God has given you the Holy Spirit, just release it right now. Suduria la carabahadia la carabahadia la carabahadia la carabahadia la carabahadia Suduria la carabahadia 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 la Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your anointing. Come, Holy Spirit, we need you. Come, Holy Spirit, we want you. Oh 
Just forget about people on your left, on your right. Just close your eyes. Just pour your heart before the Lord today. Just lift up your hearts, lift up your hands before Him. Make your body submit to the Lord right now. Exercise yourself unto godliness. You're going to find your spirit coming alive. You're going to find your spirit getting filled. That's right, you're doing good. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is awakening your soul. The Holy Spirit is awakening your heart. every eye to close and every head to bow I want you to be honest with yourself tonight how many of you feel far from being like Jesus you are short fused moody very often you find yourself frustrated and moody you're burnt out and you feel numb on the inside and empty maybe you're a self leader tonight Maybe you're a ministry leader. Maybe you're leading Bible study group and you feel dry. You find yourself saying things that you regret. Oops, how come I talk like this? I never talk like this. Why am I saying words like this? You struggle to forgive people. You struggle to control yourself, not to sin. there's a way out is training and exercising yourself unto godliness I'm not saying that you got to earn your salvation or you, you got to earn or work yourself to be good enough for God God loves you you're going to heaven so that is out of the equation
the spiritual disciplines again, will you once again place them in the center of your life? Will you exercise yourself into godly living so that the power of the Holy Spirit will flow in you even more and you can be changed more and more to be like Jesus? It is really possible. Zero anger, zero resentment, zero gossip, perfect purity, perfect honesty, perfect grace. If you say yes, Lord, I want to put the spiritual discipline front and center again because I really want to follow Jesus. I want to imitate Jesus. I want to live like Jesus. I want to do what He did. I want to live the way He lived. If that's you, when I count to three, I want you to lift up your hands. One, two, three. Lift up your hands all of this place right now. We just talk to Him right now. Tell Him. Tell Him you want to follow Him. Tell Him you want to imitate Him. Those of you in the old flow room, just lift up your hands and pray. you're going to experience this you're going to experience you're never going to feel alone or be alone you're going to feel him closer to you than your very breath you're going to feel the presence and power of the Holy Spirit when everything is so chaotic when the whole world seems to be in a mess and there is an abiding peace there's a joy unspeakable and full of glory you're going to find yourself changing and transforming, becoming more and more and more like Jesus. When everything is so chaotic, when you cannot solve the problems of the world, and yet you have the answer on the inside, and the answer is always Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Tonight, if this is your decision, you put up your hands, whether you're on site, you're online, you're in the overflow room, I want you to say this prayer. I want you to mean this prayer. Alright, just close your eyes, say this out loud, and you mean it. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I want to be like you. I want to be like you. To follow you. To follow you. To imitate your life. To imitate your life. To live the way you live. To live the way you live. To do the way you did. To do the way you did. Help me. Help me. To spend time alone in God's presence. To spend time alone in God's presence. In silence and solitude. In silence and solitude. To quieten down my soul. To quieten down my soul. Help me to study your word. Help me to study your word. To meditate on it. To meditate on it. Help me to pray more. Help me to pray more. To go into seasons of fasting. To go into seasons of fasting. Help me to serve. Help me to serve. To give. To give and give my life and give my life to the house of God to the house of God help me help me 
to exercise myself to exercise myself unto godliness unto godliness will you lift up your hands and pray and tell the lord tell the lord pray in the spirit right now Surya la karabahada de la karabahada de la karabahada de la karabahada de la karabahada Surya la karabahada de la karabahada de la karabahada de la karabahada Surya la karabahada de la karabahada de la karabahada de la karabahada de la karabahada just to come once a week or watch us online and just pray you make this your lifestyle I'm not saying you're going to do this every single day but you should spend time in the spiritual disciplines if you say what are the spiritual you can google go and find out I will share with you more yeah learn to calm down don't be in one zone just scream and shout all the time learn to calm down but don't become a cerebral Christian just think that if I think enough and know enough, I can become a strong spiritual Christian. It's not going to happen. Release the gift. Pray in tongues. How many of you enjoy it? How many of you sense the presence of God here when you pray in tongues? It's like this. I cannot understand. If you're in the Spirit, you don't speak in tongues. I don't understand why you don't, don't you want to do it. It is so great. I know some of you, when you pray just now, it's been a long time. You feel your throat is very tired. You know, your body is a little scratchy. You feel a bit itchy. Actually, you feel a bit itchy because all the spiritual toxins coming out here. You do this. You're going to enjoy it. It's going to be so fun. Oh, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Amen. (laughs) Come on, let's give the Lord a big clap. Before we end tonight, the Bible says there's an anointing within you. Everybody say, I have an anointing. 
So tonight, if you can, you don't have to. If you don't want to, I'm, I want to be sensitive to this pandemic. But if you want to, hold your neighbor. Say, I want you to, I want you to to just trust God by faith. I want you to, by the power of the Spirit, pass the anointing to somebody on your left and right tonight. Let them be touched by the anointing upon you. I want you to pray in town strong. Pray loud. Pray strong. Pray for the anointing to touch them in the name of Jesus. I break every yoke of unbelief. I break every yoke of lethargy. I break every yoke of spiritual downness. I break every yoke of fear in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray, pray, pray. Just pray a little bit more. Shuduria la carabahadia la carabahadia la carabahadia la carabahadia. Shuduria la carabahadia la carabahadia la carabahadia. Shuduria la carabahadia la carabahadia. Hallelujah. Just lift up your hands. Just begin to thank the Lord. Just thank Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power. Thank you, Lord, for training me into godly living. Thank you for making me more like Jesus. From tonight, my life was changed. From tonight, the spiritual disciplines are front and center once again. Once again, Lord, tonight I'm going to be strong. Tonight I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be anointed. From tonight, oh God, something has changed. Something has changed in my life, in my ministry. Something will change. This week in my cell group, something will change. This week in my home, the blessing, the favor, the glory of God is going to come in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Go ahead and give the Lord a big hand right now. Hallelujah. Go ahead and give him praise. Hallelujah. Come on, let's sing one last time. Hallelujah. I have never walked alone. And that's the end of this week's podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Email us at connect at chc.org.sg 